Hello, and welcome to You Kill Life Abroad. My name is Andre, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Nathan and Alexan. In 2003, the success of the Eurovision Song Contest led to the creation of Junior Eurovision, a contest for children aged 9 to 14. With Ukraine recently announcing Olena Yutsenko as the country's 2021 participant, we take a look at her prospects for this year, as well as a look back at the Junior Eurovision Contest over the years. This and more on Zakhrodonyi Ukrainsi, a podcast for all things Ukrainian. With the Junior Eurovision Song Contest coming up soon, we thought that we might discuss what's happening with Ukraine and the competition itself. So the competition is being held in Paris, France, which is actually the very first time it's being held in, in France. And the country won last year with the song Jimage. This year, uh, 19 countries will be participating in the song contest with a couple countries actually returning after a one-year absence. So Albania, Armenia, Ireland, Italy, North Macedonia, and Portugal will be returning after a one-year absence, while Azerbaijan and Bulgaria will, will return after a two- and four-year absence. Belarus will not be participating as its broadcaster is in the midst of a three-year suspension from the European Broadcasting Union. So for the official logo and theme of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest is image. And so the logo was inspired by three different themes, which was imagination, Christmas, and the Eiffel Tower. And so in the image, you have a glowing Eiffel Tower and sort of like a spacey look around it with an image underneath it all. The slogan for the contest is Imagine, and it is a reference to the previous year's winning song, uh, which was won by France, and it's a way to encourage children to be creative and pursue their dreams. Nathan, do you mind uh, telling us a bit more about the Eurovision contest? Yeah, sure. So um, the Junior Eurovision contest, um, as the name suggests, you know, it's an offshoot of uh, the main Eurovision show that everyone knows. Um, and the contest, although it might not be as well known as the main contest, um, it, it's still an important part, I feel, personally. So I do have a bit of information just to fill out some of the context behind the show. So it originally drew its inspiration from a children's contest that was piloted in Poland. And this happened in the early 2000s. Now, this show was aimed to kind of bring out that kind of, you know, shows that we see a lot like X Factor or Australia's Got Talent or any of those kind of shows. And they wanted to do a children's version of that. And it was held during the children, the International Children's Song and Dance Festival in Konin in Poland. I probably pronounced that wrong, so apologies. Um, now, during this event, representatives of the European TV stations that were associated with the European Broadcasting Union, they presented themselves at the event and it was kind of nicknamed as a Little Eurovision. So that was the main inspiration behind it. And this ended up uh, leading to the European Broadcasting Union. They released a statement in 2002 and they said the European Broadcasting Union and its Eurovision satellite network is welcoming a new generation of European talent with the first ever Eurovision Song Contest for Children. 15 European countries will participate in the inaugural contest, 
which will be staged in Copenhagen on the 15th of November 2003 and hosted by the broadcaster DR, which is a Danish broadcaster over there. The program will be broadcast live in primetime via the Eurovision network, reaching a potential audience of 270 million viewers. Now, since that began, the competition has been held every year with the 2021 edition coming up in uh, December, I'm pretty sure, um, marking the 19th uh, Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Now, for the Yukis out there that are wondering what this has to do with Ukraina, um, Ukraine has actually performed in the Eurovision, um, in the Ukrainian Eurovision Song Contest, and here's how they've gone. So we have won once, and that is in 2012. However, interestingly, we've actually hosted it twice, once in 2009 and then once in 2013, which was after the win. So the 2009 one's a little interesting, and this is due to the fact that when the song contest first started, there was actually no enforcement that the winning country had to host next year's event. So oftentimes, if you're looking down the list of countries that have hosted the show, as well as um, the countries that have uh, won the Junior Eurovision Song Contest, there is some discrepancy there because it wasn't enforced. Countries could, you know, either refuse to um, want to host or they could turn it down because of financial reasons or whatnot. So they could pass it on to other countries. Now, in 2008, uh, Georgia actually was the winner. But the host broadcaster in Georgia officially announced that they would be pulling out of the Eurovision Song Contest, both the junior one and the main show. Uh, and this was due to the 2008 South Ossetia War that they had with Russia. And as a result, um, the hosting was then allocated to Georgia's runner-up in the 2008 contest, which was Ukraina, which is why then in 2009 they were able to host it. So that's some brief information about the junior Eurovision um show and you know ukraine's role in it so i'm just going to hand over to alexa for some more information about um ukraine's role in or what ukraine plans for this year's show thanks nathan um so this year um olana osenko was uh chosen to be ukraine's um participant um however she does also go by the name ellen osenko so i think that might be a stage name or just a more anglicized version of her name so that to market for international audiences and she has gone with the song uh Vajhil, which means lever um and it's a very it's a pop rock kind of song and she's the only one that in the music video that's in it so i think this is going to be a bit more of a ballady kind of song this year um Overall, Ukraine's had a pretty good track record at Eurovision Junior. As Nathan said, we've hosted twice, one at once. Um, and what we should note, and I think it's quite important for Eurovision Junior, is that um, the every country has to sing in its native language and no more than 40% of their song can be in another language, which usually means English. And Ukraine has sort of gone uh in different ways so at the start in 2006 when ukraine first participated up until 2010 ukraine only performed in ukrainian and then from 2011 to 2020 ukraine did a mixture of ukrainian and english and olana's the first ukrainian artist in a very long time to perform exclusively in ukrainian so that's quite cool i think 
we wish her all the best. And considering Ukraine's had a good run in the last couple of years, so I think she has a shot at winning. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I haven't actually seen Junior Eurovision uh, before, um, so I'm not quite sure what to expect um, if I was to watch it because I know in the past there's been some, you know, interesting performances, we'll put it that way, um, that come from the main show. Um, I still remember the... Uh, the bubbers dancing on stage and the um if you look at uh, ukraine's uh, early entries from like the 2000s they're very 2000s kids music videos um mm. however the more recent ones have become quite they're quite mature in the music that they're presenting and i think they um you know reflect the changes that have happened within ukraine's music industry and how it's become uh like, whilst it does follow mainstream music trends, they're also not afraid to try different things. And, yeah, there's, and, uh, so, and yeah. they alternate between doing uh, stuff that focus, like that dr- uh, draws heavily from Ukrainian culture and experiences to, you know, more modern kind of fun songs. Yeah, and um, so I was, yeah, uh, um, I think that's good that they've, like, they're making that transition, um, especially when you have, like, younger a younger contest as well it kind of expands those performers ability to perform in not just a european context but in you know contest um contests around the world i think it's also important to add here that australia is also in this contest as well as well um, as kazakhstan so for once we're well not the kazakhstan. we're not the odd country participating <laughs> i still think like when you look at the map you can kind of squeak kazakhstan into the map but there's always like just australia in a box by itself in the corner um, <laughs> what are you talking about we're totally part of europe i know right um but <laughs> i was wondering so would you guys be more inclined to watch the junior eurovision or would you rather stick with the main show i've never actually seen the junior eurovision because it's not as hyped like Eurovision is, in my opinion. So I never knew when it was happening, and then when I did find out, it was too late. <laughs> well, what was what's funny is is that in Australia, it's a different network that broadcasts Eurovision Junior. So it's the ABC, while SBS has the rights to Eurovision, mm. which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> And because the ABC doesn't advertise, it's probably why we never knew about it. And like, unlike you, Andre, I, I, I didn't know about the song contest before we just started to do um, this story. But I, I feel like it might be a good change from watching the other one because, and the main reason is that, you know, sometimes the song contests and, um, you know, you can say the Olympics as well, sometimes they get a bit, um, say, politicized. Sometimes I still remember. Uh, like uh, like when Russia first annexed Crimea and the um, the Russian performer was being booed on stage. I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, sometimes I just want to watch a song contest and I, f- I feel like maybe the, the junior Eurovision won't have that. So I'm, I feel like I'm maybe kind of leaning towards that, um, you know, checking out the junior one and seeing exactly, you know, how different it is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I might actually watch it this year. Well, it's a much shorter contest. It only uh, runs for one day, unlike regular Eurovision. That's like a whole weekend event. So, so. what they do, the f- semi-finale and the finale all on the same day? It's just the final, I'm pretty sure. Because there's only... Um, there's only, there's only 19. Not 19, 19 countries. I don't even think you really need a semi-final. True, true. I think in the semi-finals in Eurovision, it 
it's around it's like 20, 20 countries each yeah <laughs> yeah and then um there are main to go off into the finale yeah so for those who don't know the song contest the finale is going to be held on the 19th of december 2021 for those of you who want to tune in for that well anyway we yeah, wish so ukraine the best of luck and hopefully Olana will win and bring it home for Ukraine again. <laughs>